So what are the ways that you can exit a Main Street business without using a business broker? I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the broadcast podcast YouTube channel where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things. I talk to interesting people and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe and let's get to it. So um, I got a comment and it was uh, from a video that I had done a couple of years ago with a few guests called How Successful Are Business Brokers at Selling Businesses? where we analyzed uh, some of the information in an annual report from a UK business brokerage, which um, is publicly traded. So they actually have an annual report that is available for people to look at. Um, and it was, it was really insightful. And so got a question from uh, Romel who asks, um, you know, what are the other ways to exit a business if you're not gonna use a broker? And I thought it was a great question um, because if you, go online and you start Googling stuff about buying and selling businesses, of course, what comes up is the stuff that is online, right? Bear with me. So what is online? Well, what is online is a lot of uh, material, content, marketing material, et cetera, published by people who are involved in that marketplace. And so, you know, business brokers would have stuff online and people buy, selling books on the topic would have stuff online. And so, if you just looked at what was on the screen, you would assume that um, you know the way you buy or sell a business is through broker, because the fact is that people who are not using a broker are not sitting around creating content online about how they did something without using a you know that kind of professional, right? And so, what it, it's searching for information uh, that no one has a vested interest in publishing can be quite frustrating. Uh, because that you know they they don't have a reason to go out and publish it. I mean, you know, maybe some uh, lawyers and attorneys are going to have some articles out there on those topics because they are still involved in those transactions, or maybe some accountants and things. But it's going to be harder to find because, of course, the most publicized stuff is going to be from the people who are who are trying to create a market, you know, through uh, through assisting buyers and sellers. So here's what I can tell you from my own experience as a business broker. Um, and in the work that I do every day with people who are trying to buy and sell businesses is that it's actually the vast minority of businesses that are sold using a broker. Um, and there's no real data because of the way transactions are done. So just, uh, you know, there's no registration anywhere of, of whether a business is sold, like there is when, when a house changes hands. Because here what, here's what happens is a lot of businesses, particularly small ones, are sold as asset sales, which means a buyer will create an entity um, and then they'll buy the assets of another entity and the seller might wind up that entity. So the government that's create, you know, issuing these entities, you know, creating corporations or what have you, they're probably recording that as one business closing down and another business starting, not necessarily that there was a sale of a going concern. And so there's not a lot of data, but what I can tell you from all the people that I met who I tried to convince to use me as a business broker to sell their business, a lot of them ended up selling their business without me. And when I talk with other people in the industry, there seems to be a consensus that close to 80% of businesses that change hands, change hands without using an intermediary. So think about this. 
you know, <clears throat> the local coffee shop where I sometimes drop in to buy a cup of coffee, um, the owner of that business <clears throat> has just finished acquiring the business from his parents, right? There's no broker involved there, right? It was a family deal. And so a lot of businesses will change hands intergenerationally. They're not using a broker. Um, a lot of businesses will change hands where the seller or the buyer will be someone who works there. The employee becomes a manager, manager buys a business from the owner. They're not using an intermediary. So I created a list here. Um, and part of this is based on the exit planning course that I have, uh, which you can find at howtogetoutofmybusiness.com. And it's, an, it's a half day seminar style program for business owners to look at how they're going to exit their business and, and what a buyer is going to think looking at their business. But here are some options if you don't use a business broker. Number one, you can still sell the business. Um, you're just going to have to find the buyer yourself. Now, if you are a business owner in an industry where there are bigger players or players the same size as you in other markets, then of course the natural thing would be to reach out to those people, right? Because they might want to grow and they might want to grow by entering your market by buying your business. And so people will go and they'll do networking often at trade shows or industry events or association meetings where they'll get to know who the other people are in their industry who might be in neighboring markets or in other cities next state over kind of thing. And those are sort of natural opportunities to find a buyer for a business. So finding your own buyer privately is, is one of the big ones. Developing a buyer can take many forms. I already mentioned having a child and raising them in the business and maybe they'll be the buyer. Um, having an employee that you hire. In fact, there's even a book out called Hire Your Buyer, which is all about hiring somebody who could then be developed into becoming the buyer. Um, partners is another way to look at it this way, at, uh, at that kind of exit. So you could have somebody who uh, gets into partnership with you, maybe to grow into a new market, expand at another location. You could have a manager that you decide to make into a partner by giving them some small stake in the business, or maybe they buy in, you know, to become a 10% partner. Well, that person naturally then uh, should be seen as an opportunity to end up buying you out uh, and becoming the full owner of the business. Um, we talked about businesses that change hands um, and how 80% of them don't use an intermediary, but exiting your business is not just selling it. It's also the other things that happen for you to no longer be a business owner. So we have to remember things like liquidation and closing a business or even going bankrupt and using an insolvency process to end the business. In fact, Sometimes when I'm working with people and the business doesn't have a tremendous amount of value, like the, the cash flow generated by the business doesn't really warrant the investment in the assets that the owners have you know, accumulated over the course of time. And you kind of wonder like, who's going to buy this? It doesn't really make sense to make the investment. Well, if you know you're not going to be selling, it means that you can actually make a plan as to how you're going to get out of the business and you can control the timelines which is something that we can't always do with a sale. Um, if you decide to sell a business, you could have a business that's on the market for years before you find the right buyer. And then once you find the right buyer, it could take you months to make all the arrangements and have a deal come together. And sometimes I've had people who have actually chosen to close and you know wind up, wind down, whatever terminology you wanna use, to close the business 
and sell off the assets because they wanted to actually have the control of the process that they could actually make a plan around. And especially if there's not a great degree of goodwill in the business, um, it can sometimes make sense to approach it that way. Um, especially if the business exit is part of a plan that involves like moving or, or some other big life change. Um, you may place a lot of value on being able, being able to plan the specific time that this thing is going to happen. Um, I mentioned winding up and winding down. So, you know, what's the difference between those two? Um, I will sometimes see business owners who want to maintain some kind of level of income in retirement and, you know, they want to remain active. And so a wind up is what I refer to when somebody decides to close a business quickly. So we're going to wind up this business. We're going to sell everything off. We're going to have a big, you know, inventory liquidation sale. We're going to sell off the equipment, et cetera. And it all happens within a certain time span. Winding down a business is something that happens when somebody wants to take the business into retirement with them. So what does that mean? It means that they're going to start actively shrinking the size of the business. So they're going to be doing less to promote, you know, revenues. They're going to be going after fewer sales. Maybe they're going to sell parts of their inventory, parts of their equipment. They might exit certain aspects of what their business does today while retaining other aspects, aspects that they enjoy more. And they carry this into and turn it into some kind of thing that they can do with part-time hours. So maybe they slowly reduce the amount of work that they're doing from the 50, 60 hour a week that a you know business owner might put in when they're working full-time. And they might reduce that to 20, 25 hours a week. So they're still being active. They're still creating some level of cash flow, but they're spending more time doing other things and, and not hustling all the time as much as they once did. So those are, you know, basically the different avenues or different ways that someone does it. As far as finding that buyer, I mentioned, you know, working within the industry, but the platforms that business brokers use online for advertising a business for sale, those big websites, um, generally they're available to anyone. And so an individual business owner can go on there and put an ad and get the same kind of traffic and inquiries that somebody who uh, is using a business broker would get. And, you know, so what is the downside then to doing it yourself is basically the time and distraction. Um, you know, when I was a broker, I would put an ad on one of those websites and I would just get flooded with inquiries from people who were inquiring on multiple businesses I had for sale. And it was clear that these people were just cutting and pasting, you know, send me more info, send me more info. So there is a certain hassle to managing the inquiry flow if you were to advertise a business on one of those websites. Um, you know, when I think about my own history and the people I know here locally, um, connections I made through being a member of things like the Qantas Club, lots of business owners in that community. When I think about the deals that were actually done, especially the ones I didn't do, a lot of the time, the deal, the buyer was somebody that the seller had known for quite a while whether it was another competitor or an employee or just another business person who they knew had the liquidity and the desire to grow. So this, for example, there could be a person in your town and maybe you've got a commercial bakery or something and somebody owns some other kind of business, which may or may not be related to that, but they might be interested. 
I know a guy who owned a drilling exploration business where they would do test holes for different reasons. Um, and he bought an overhead door business, right? They're not really related, but the guy was an entrepreneur and he was open to looking at opportunities and the two owners were friends. And so when one guy wanted to exit, he went and talked with his friends that he thought may have the means or the desire to buy his business and found his buyer that way. So it really comes down to what it always comes down to anyway, which is relationship. And when a buyer and seller are working on a deal uh, and are strangers, one of the things that has to happen quite quickly is that they have to be able to feel each other out and see if they're going to be able to have a relationship where they can work together, especially because we know most of these small deals are done with some degree of seller financing. And so the, the seller has to believe that the buyer is a capable person who's going to be good at running the business so that they will agree to finance part of the deal for them. Well, if the relationship already exists beforehand, it's easier for the seller to be able to, to accept those types of things and to have the faith in the buyer, uh, especially when that buyer already has other businesses. The seller knows them, knows that they're capable of operating a business and they've had success in the past. And so it can actually be much quicker and easier for those deals to happen because the people already know each other. Anyway, I hope that uh, answers your question. And if you can think of a, of a way that you could exit a business without using a broker that I've forgotten today, please head down in the comments and leave a message down below. I always look forward to reading the comments and I can't wait to hear from you. And if you do own a business and you're thinking about the time down the road when you might be wanting to exit, I would encourage you to head on over to uh, howtosellmyownbusiness.com. That is the place where you're gonna find links to YouTube playlists all about selling a business. You're going to find a link to buying my book, which is called How to Sell My Own Business. You'll find uh, uh, access to that online course I mentioned earlier, which is a half day program. And you'll also see all the different services that I'm able to do to help you out from evaluation, packaging, helping to set a price for that business. Um, I'd love to talk with you. Anyway, have a great day and, uh, and we'll see you later. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me, learn how I work with my clients. You can learn about my books, courses that I prepared for you. You can also find out all about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest.